Welcome to Sober Doc Coffee, a weekly coffee chat sharing experience, strength, and hope for anyone on the sober road to recovery. You can download Sober Doc Coffee weekly on all podcast platforms and check us out on Instagram at Sober Coffee Podcast and on Twitter at Sober Coffee Pod. To learn more about us and to help support these sessions, visit online at Sober Coffee. Here are your hosts, two guys on their own path to recovery, Mike and Glenn. Let's join them at the coffee shop. Not just two guys. I got the paparazzi in here. What's that with taking pictures? Man, but we are on the path. You know, I know, man. I post them on Instagram. I know, but a picture puts like 10 pounds on me. You need 20. <laughs> It'll make me a real human. You need 20. <laughs> I need 40 less, but no, you need 20. I got a special camera for that. How you oh, doing, my friend? Man, I'm doing great. Yeah. The uh, coffee's starting to kick in a little bit. I'm a little slow. Yeah. You know, yeah. full uh, transparency. We get in the, uh, I think we're here at 545 this morning. Yeah. And, and we do a four or five episodes at once, and it only takes a couple episodes for me to start getting in gear. Um, it depends on the, a lot in. of it. A lot of times, it depends on the topic too. Well, that is fact yeah. on that because I can get geared up real yeah, quick. That's right. That's but right. Seeing you, man. Yeah. Hey, guess hey, what? What? Table for three. Oh, I love table for yeah, three. Table for man. three. And today's special day because I'm, I've got a pair of Glens and a mic. So, hey, Glenn. <laughs> hey, good morning, guys. How are <laughs> you? So, what's up, Glenn? Great to have you. So you know, me. I'll I'll call uh, I'll call Glenn the show Glenn old Glenn old Glenn and and then I'll That's call I am then I'll call you young energized and awesome Glenn. How does that sound? <laughs> Could all that fit I, on your oh my your card? I'm not sure I deserve all those accolades. That's but, a big uh, business card. Those are right big there, adjectives Glenn. that yeah. I don't know I can fulfill. But yeah. That's yeah, your so, perception. That's great. Absolutely, man. Uh, so for for the uh, benefit of the listeners, uh, Glenn and and Glenn and I go way back. Um, we go to the same meetings uh, and. Uh, you know, we've shared a lot of life together over the past uh, five years or so. For me, anyway, my part has been about five years and sharing life with these guys. And um, just ask him to come and have a coffee with us because, you know, he's one of those guys at a meeting where, you know, th- things will things will be will, will be catching me. But then then he he does a share and and he's just spot on. I mean, and and you're spot. The, the beautiful thing about you is that you're spot on, but your your basis is program. Your basis is kind of working a program, and you've got this air of um, not cockiness, confidence, confidence um, that the program works. And you're you're kind of like a duck. Like I'm a duck going across the water upside down, right? People know I'm going across the lake, right? Because my feet are whacking, the water splashing, right? Your head's on the water most times. Right. But new Glenn, you know, Glenn Glenn guest today. You're like a duck, but you're just like smooth, smooth across the world. And I know life is happening underneath you, but you just like keep this calmness and get across the lake without the splash. How the hell do you do that? You know, it, it's, um, you know, first of all, thanks for having me. This oh, is, yeah. <clears throat> I love this part of the whole program because this is the, um, you know, this this tells me, should tell the others that the program works if you choose to work it. If you choose. And and that's the deciding factor. You mm-hmm. have to choose to make that decision, uh, you know, to get off the log and do something. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, in my circumstances came, you know, through legal action um, mm-hmm. and, you know, got sober. So, so the lawyer, the judge, d- was the judge the, chose for you initially. The judge, yeah, excellence the, was thrust decision, upon you. That decision had already been made. Uh-huh. And um, and then my life changed completely from that point because not only did I get a DUI, I got out of jail, I got a restraining order, and then my wife filed for a divorce. Oh, so this was a great you, set of 10 days. Oh, yeah. You know, and, you know, as it turns out, it's like I, I struggled because I didn't want to be that statistic in a marriage. I didn't want to be divorced. My parents were going on 56, 55 years right. or something of marriage. 
marriage. That's, mm. you know, that was the that, framework you had. That, that's what I was exposed to. Yeah. I saw them go through what I would remember. Right. So I wanted to do that, right? Sure, so sure. I'm like, I can do this. But I did not want to be a, a, the statistic of not working out. And unfortunately, it came to an end. Um, and I had to make that decision, which was right for me, because although the so more sober I got, the, mm-hmm. the easier it was to see that this wasn't going to work anymore. Right. Did so, al- did, did, was, uh, if I could ask, was alcohol... Was that the, the, the deciding factor on the relationship, but was it really the undergird the whole time, or was it just relational stuff as well, exasperated by alcohol, if I could ask? Um, you know, what I didn't realize was is that, you know, there were other issues. Alcohol just, you just know, exasperated. You know, just like the book says, you would drink too if you had my problems. Yeah, right, right. right. You know, so it was totally. like, you know, and I and I, I know that the difference today is is that, you know, alcohol was but a symptom, and all the other stuff was there, but it just took me too long to realize that the other stuff was there. Yeah, gotcha. And, and the more sober I got, and still, we were still married, we didn't go through the divorce at that time, and we were still married. It was about another seven years when we finally decided to get a divorce. Right. And then it's, but I was seven years sober. You know, uh-huh. I, I understood the difference. I could clearly see the difference. Okay. Um, but it was, it was again, it was a, it was a conscious decision made on facts, and you know emotional value so that's too. interesting so you you, you kind of got, got this big rock in the road called you know problems right and the consequences but then you the relationship continued even though you knew you were on the right course but you stayed the course so you were actually married for seven years into sobriety yeah oh okay and and, the, and it sadly the more sober i got the farther we grew apart sure well and, because and, you just were embracing a different lifestyle and and, and you know values, although i it right. takes in a commitment in a marriage, it takes two to change. And sure. although I was changing, I don't. I didn't necessarily see the willingness on her side right. to want to change. I right. cannot control that. Right. right. Um, you know, <clears throat> it is what it is. And and I'm I'm grateful today because you know, had I not gone down the path that I went down, right. you know, I earned my spot here. Right. You know, but it's much easier to go through life, you know, making better decisions uh, that have less impact on a negative outcome. Right. You know, today yeah. versus what I used to do. So the the beauty is is that I know better and you know, you can dance around the program all you want, but I try to apply it in every application in my life. And it's worked out beneficial for me right. in a lot of different ways. And you know, what I learned also in the program too is, you know, the true meaning of, you know, being grateful. The true meaning of being thankful and, and um you know all the all the words that you can read and write, but never really understand the true meaning of them. You know, you get to go in depth into these. And when you are grateful for being sober or being an alcoholic, mm-hmm. you know that blows a lot of people's minds. I remember when I first came into the program and hearing people, "Hi, I'm, I'm Mike. I'm a, I'm Gary. I'm a grateful alcoholic." I'm like, dude. My life is a shambles right now. What are you grateful yeah. for? You know, now I get it. That I'm was grateful. such a mind suck. It was oh, we're right. I, it, I just oh didn't get it at all. And it's the perception, and yeah. it's how we perceive the situation, and and what it truly is, and the, what is the value of those words? What is the the value of me saying just what I said? Right. By saying that, I'm telling myself that I'm grateful for being out because what comes with being an alcoholic or a sober alcoholic is the blessing of not creating the, the, the mess and chaos that I once did, right. but I have to make the right decisions because <clears throat> I got a lot of people counting on me, All right. you know, but yeah. I, you know, I still accountable to myself too. So right. Right. my, right now my life is completely out of balance. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm heavy on work. I'm heavy mm-hmm. on family, short on me and probably short on AA, mm-hmm. you know, so 
I I can see this today. But you're aware of that. I'm aware of it. Right. And I try and do the best I can to you know to keep that balance and do everything that I can. Mm-hmm. It's a challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, it, for me, it was easy to put down the bottle. Mm-hmm. You know, it's harder, but it it's easier to deal with life sober. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. And I'm not confused by that today. Right. Right. You know, it's funny. I, I, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but, you know, it was it was easy for me to put the bottle down. But you said in your opening about the choice. I still have that choice. I still have that choice. And it's only, I don't know, 20 some inches away from my arm extended to my lips. Right. That extension of my hand and my lips. And it's that, that choice is always right there. But this going back and, and tying that into the I'm a grateful alcoholic. I know what that means to take that drink. I know where that's going to lead me back to. And so I'm grateful that I have that knowledge. That's the part I'm grateful of. I'm, I'm a grateful alcoholic because I'm grateful I have the knowledge of the difference between old Mike and new Mike, right? Absolutely. But what goes beyond what you just said, though, is that one, you've got to have, um, you've made the decision, then you know what could happen, but you got to have some sort, you have to have a next secondary backup. you got to hope that God's on your side and can say, Mike, uh, Mike, Mike, right. Mike, or, you know, are you really thinking you need that? That's you right. know, a lot of things have to happen negatively to bypass, to circumvent, to get to that drink. Right. If you're working an honest program. Right. <clears throat> but it is cunning, baffling, powerful. We mm-hmm. cannot deny that. But we can use every resource that we have when we need it. And not be so reluctant just to um, you know rest on your laurels that you're not gonna take that drink. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, it was <clears throat> little opposite. It, for me, it became impossible for me to put down the drink without getting mm-hmm. medical help. I mean, I just couldn't. I just couldn't do it. And once I started the shakes, I just had to keep drinking until medically somebody stopped me. Um, and yeah, I heard the I'm a grateful alcoholic, and and I think I am that today without a doubt. Uh, but then I love the people that say, I'm grateful that I'm an alcoholic. And, and for years, I'm like, man, that is such mental bullshit, right? Like you're just trying to kid yourself, you know? Why would you ever be grateful that you went through this life? But sitting here today, I can understand the meaning of that. And maybe I'm a little bit there because there's no way that I would get where I'm at today and the life I have today without going through that hell, without going through that alcoholic hell. So, I mean, let, let's just say there's 12 years I'm, of, of what, of alcoholic hell. That's a long part of my life, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm telling you, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, now 23, best years of my life. Mm-hmm. And the only way that I am getting those years is through the program of AA and through sobriety. And sobriety got me to AA, God got me to AA, and then, you know, I surrendered. Um, so I'm starting to understand how, how people say that. And Glenn, I understand the whole balance thing, you know, and, and the, mm-hmm. the first thing I heard there when, when you were talking about that was awareness, right? Because a lot of times you just go and you just go through life and, and you're just not aware. Now, now, Mikey's aware because Mikey's got a calendar with all these colors in it, right? My color-coded calendar. You're still right. doing that, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I got in my Outlook calendar, I've, I've got uh, so that helps my awareness. Google calendar. You're right. I got yellow for a, for AA, purple for religious church. Uh, I got blue for work, and I got green for family. And it's funny. I can look at the week ahead and go, where's the green? Where's the yellow? Where? Or I look at my week below, after, and I say, look at how much I filled up my day with blue. Really, does it matter? What, uh, far too much blue. 
Do you, quick question, yeah. and then Glenn will, will jump back, but do you change a lot of those colors during the week? Oh, yeah, well, because things, yeah, things will get super. So once I do an life event. Life juggles. Yeah, life juggles. So I put in there what I actually did. So, so you, you compare the plan versus reality? Yes. Wow. Right. It's easy. Google. They do God. everything. I think one of Glenn, the, I need a PhD in calendars man, to figure that out. <laughs> I think one of the, the best gifts I've received in in AA has been the the awareness mm -hmm. up and above beyond anything you know that because it you have to be aware of your surroundings the people you're there you know, the situation I mean there's mm -hmm. a lot of things that you can take in and make a, a good good decision of what you should be doing or not doing um, but with a clear head you can make that decision but being aware of your surroundings and uh, the potential things that may come out of your mouth that could be offensive or something, mm -hmm. uh, your actions, um, you know, nobody's watching. You know what? Mm -hmm. What's your? What are you doing? And that awareness for me has has been key because now I'm I'm holding myself responsible mm -hmm. more than I ever did before. Even though I thought I did, certainly didn't, wasn't doing a good job. But today I have no choice. But it's easier to stay help me stay accountable, and because I'm aware of my surroundings and what I need to do. But mm -hmm. it, I think it's awareness is, is key. Because mm -hmm. you can't do anything about anything until you're aware of what right. this problem is. But you know, and that, and that all sounds good on the rosy side of life. Hey, I'm aware that maybe I need to be spending a little more time with, with my kid, right? Or maybe I'm aware I need to be spending a little less time at work. But, but then there's also the awareness that you can't change a person, place, or thing in your benefit, right? Mm -hmm. And so that sharp awareness it, it, it hurts, and you, and we don't we don't escape that hurt. We deal with it. We process it, right? But we do that, you know, sober. Sober, right? And, and that's the beauty of it. Whereas before, we polluted ourselves oh, beyond yeah. belief, and we don't even remember what we were drinking about right. when it's all over. Right. Only <laughs> when we did exactly wake up, right. that's, that's, you know, that's it was a true still story. There. Right. But <clears throat> you know it. It's it's much easier to live, uh, you know, doing the next right thing as we say as as much as you possibly can. You know, mm -hmm. it's being aware for me is is just about um, keeping myself in check. But you know, with the bigger thing that I found too in in this whole program is is the ability. Boy, some of the small things. You know, I got a lot of things to to worry about, and when I get used to struggle with some things at work or whatever, and they just gnaw at me, knowing that I should have done this, mm -hmm. and then I'm not, I'm not going to do that, and I didn't do it, and I still haven't done it. Two weeks go by, and I still haven't done mm -hmm. it. You know, that eats at me. Mm -hmm. That eats at me, and and I know that's that's trouble. But it takes until I become aware that you know that's what's bothering me. Mm -hmm. I know it. I just haven't admitted it yet. Mm -hmm. And when I do that, boy, it sure seems that things get better real quick mm -hmm. um, because I'm, I'm not, I let go of the little stuff that used to drive me crazy mm -hmm. because I got bigger things to worry about. Right, right. Sounds like you're using some tools. Yeah, you know, and, and knowing you, and if I hope you don't mind this, but, you know, you, you've got life challenges that, as do I and as do Glenn. So we've got this juggling act that we have to do. And I hear you saying, you know, things at work you have to do. And you got a little one. Mm -hmm. uh, he's, he's awesome. And, uh, you know, you got to juggle that. And, you know, uh, but yet again, going back to my duck analogy, you, nothing, it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem to, this awareness doesn't seem to feather you. I mean, you. And maybe physically I don't show it or emotionally I don't show mm -hmm. it. You know, it's there, but it, it I still hit, I, if I just do what I'm supposed to do, maybe mm -hmm. those, a lot of those struggles go away. It's so when I the fight, next right thing. when I fight 
you know what, maybe I don't want to do and just do it, it sure seems to make a big difference. Okay. In the yeah, outcome. that makes sense to me. But I mean, I, I, I understand I have, you know, lots of things going on. And to the average person, you know, they're like, wow, I don't know how they, I would do that. I don't know. Right. But, you know, I don't, I have a choice, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it's like I just also have a choice not to drink, but I have a choice to do the right thing as well. And that's what I choose to do as, as often as I can. Mm-hmm. So it's easier to do the right thing. And then because that, you know, I, I learned quickly that I also have to do things right then and there. I can't procrastinate not picking up that because, oh, I'll do that later or I'll do that later before long Saturday comes and I got a lot of do that later yeah, things right, to do. Right. And then I'm exhausted because sure. I finally get an opportunity to do something for me. And I'm like, oh, I got to do this. I I, that's do. my red color, by the way. <laughs> but but the, That so, sounds like my day coming up today. So yeah, I, right. I've learned to do things and just do them and be done with it. And then I know it's done and I don't have to worry about it. Right, and another right. thing off my head. Mm-hmm. Nothing, one less thing to clog up my brain. Right, right. So tell me about working your program these days, um, you know, and and because I'm sure Glenn and I talk a lot about the head trash, and we we had a, a recent episode on relapse, and um, which you know breaks our heart, but it's a reality for some people that that they're going to relapse. But what do you do? Because I I know you well enough to know that sobriety is your priority in your life, and that without sobriety you have nothing. I've heard you say it. And so what do you do? What do you do today? What would you recommend to the listeners, if you will, you know, the things that kind of keep you in the in that lane that because of that lane, you do the next right thing? You know, so what are some of the things you're doing in your program? You're you're here having coffee with us, man. That's huge. You know, it, let's let's assume this is a newcomer. I would you know, I, I would give advice to a newcomer is, is you know, jump in with both feet. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you got to lose? Right. You know, one of my favorite sayings in the big book, and you know, a paraphrase is, I think, in the appendix two is, is um, you know, you, the best way to keep a man in everlasting ignorance is to have contempt prior to investigation. So mm-hmm. the short story of that is, is, is how do you know that AA doesn't work until you give it an oppor- a chance to see if it works or not? You, know, okay. you don't have anything to lose. Whatever you've done up to this point got you here. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else that, you know, have you tried this? Yeah. So until you say that it doesn't work or it's not for you, you know, you don't know that. Right. And, you know, we're living examples of we didn't know that either, but we I took no a idea. chance. Yeah. I needed a belief in something else. Yeah. I needed a belief that something would work. And that phrase is another key thing that keeps me motivated on a daily basis. Before I poo-poo to say, oh, I don't want this job. I, I wouldn't have no chance. You know, I can make an intelligent decision with some history, maybe, and some experience and say that's true. But in life, I can't necessarily always make that choice. I have to decide, well, if I don't like this cup, how do I know? Because I haven't tried it yet. Right. You know, I I can't, I live that a lot in my life too, just to say, be, before I say, ah, that's not for me, I have to try it to right. make sure that I can say it's not for me. Gotcha. But I think there's a lot of ego okay. there what, what, because when I related to what you were just saying, when I make judgment decisions on things that I haven't tried, that's my ego. That's my thinking I know everything. Mm-hmm. And, and what I have found in sobriety is... In fact, I'm amazed at how much I wasn't right, you know. And and there's things today I make in you know immediate judgment calls, and and I I'm not the driver of my bus today. I'm in the back seat, and I am amazed in sobriety how much my gut instinct is wrong, mm. and yet. 
50 years of my life, I drove that bus based on my gut. And the crazy part was, is I thought I was the know-all be-all. And as I'm watching the bus being driven today and how much I was wrong, I sit there and think, what would my life have been like if I actually taken a little more in, right? And not just the ego saying, my way's the best way, my way, what I touch turns to gold. And, and you know, so I love surrendering on a daily basis and, and say, hey, I don't need to drive the bus today. Right. And, and lastly, the serenity prayer is probably the, the thing I recite well, I love the most. That. I, I daily, say that almost every day. You know, yeah. and, and multiple times a day in some situations. But it's, um, it, it, for me, it's, a, it's an almost an instant gratification of I can check out of whatever bad neighborhood I'm in and get back to where I want to be. You know? <laughs> I, like, I like that. I love that, man. Yeah. I love I've been, that. I'm in a bad neighborhood right now, man. <laughs> I, yeah. And, and I love the fact that. But that, uh, that goes back to awareness. That's right. It goes back to, it keeps coming back to the awareness. Uh, and then doing the next right thing, and and I struggled with that for a long time. And because I'm like, well, what's the, what's the next right thing? I don't know, you know. Higher power, tell me what the next right thing is. Do I have turkey sandwich or a ham sandwich? You know, big decision. Um, big decision. But but what I've learned uh, through coffees, especially with my partner Glenn here, is um, what I've learned is that you know what the next wrong thing is. Right, so, so so you can you can you can begin to process and move down the right path by identifying what the next wrong thing is, and the next wrong thing for me is usually how I'm perceiving something, you know, and then it goes back to the serenity prayer, you know, how am I perceiving it? Yeah, no, that's good stuff. I love I, uh, serenity prayer. Yeah, serenity prayer is really good. It, I use it, you know. Certainly, we say it during meetings. I also like before the serenity prayer meetings, just getting a little quiet time going to get my because in that chaos that we live in mm-hmm. you know that uh, water trying to duck trying to get across the water i it's good just to stop and rest and just just for a moment and i don't do enough of that i don't think um and i because i've heard both of you talk about because your calendar's full of colors my calendar's full of colors you know and i'm you would need got, a new color of of like silence yeah. no it's good Blank. stuff <laughs> So what? Uh, tell me a little bit about uh, the, the short shit. How's he doing? Oh, uh, the baby is is doing good. We did our first swim lesson last night. Nice. nice. It was uh, yeah, it was fun. I was kind of uh, I've been running all week long. So yeah. this this week for whatever reasons been hell. But we had a death in the family. Uh-huh. Uh, had a, re- a, a service out in Morris okay. uh, Thursday night. Okay. Um, Sadly, it's it's the the father of the groom who's getting married in July. Lindsay's uh, yeah. would be brother in law. Oh. So it's um, it's it's ugly. You know, yeah. it's sad because he's a great guy. Anyway, um, that would just run and run and run and all week long. And then you know, to cap it off, I get to be here first thing Saturday morning. <laughs> However, I w- I'm up early anyway. So uh, sleep is overrated. Yeah, this, this, sleep yeah, is grossly overrated. I get my I'll six every night, and that's all I get. So it doesn't yeah. matter. So parting advice for. Uh, the listeners uh, keeping 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 uh, in pace with their sobriety and recovery and uh, what's your parting advice for people what do you what do you yeah. want them to hang on to as we always say and what most people never really hear is you know keep coming back you know mm-hmm. keep showing up eventually right. their mind will follow and and it, it it will do that and I think it takes time but having you know as a group you know there's nothing more important than everybody displaying their true what the real meaning of being 
sociable mm-hmm. is and going mm-hmm. up to the newcomer and shaking his hand and saying hello it's, yeah, it's they great for everybody yeah. it's great for everybody it's yeah. great for everybody's sobriety to you know to do all these different right. things that are but it's, it's for a reason yeah. so i don't know keep doing the next right thing and everything that you do and um the more you stick around in aa the more that you want to keep doing that yeah well you're, you're a good example nice. of somebody who embraced me when i walked into the room because i looked to you and to glenn because I didn't believe I was going to be a guy that was going to succeed in this. Like you said, I didn't think, I thought it worked for you two, but I didn't think it was going to work for me. But the more I saw it really working and got to know you guys, and it's like, wow, they got struggles too. Well, they got real deal. They got trauma. They got, they got life. They got balance. They got jobs. They, they got wives. They got, you know, this is the real deal. I need to, I can do it. They're doing it, you know? So you're right. Embrace, embrace the newcomer, and newcomer, be allow, allow yourself to be embraced. That's key too. You yeah. got to be receptive. You yeah. got to be willing to uh, accept that. I love it, Glenn. Thanks for coming. Yeah, in, thanks man. for coming hey, in, man. Hey guys, thanks, thanks for, for joining having us me. in the uh, virtual coffee shop. Ding 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 ding. All right, man. Love you guys. Love it. All right, brother. See you later. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for today's coffee chat. To contact the show, email us at podcast at sober coffee. If you need immediate help, the AA hotline is 800-839-1686. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 800-273-8255. Remember, Mike and Glenn are sharing their own journey on the path to recovery. Any suggestions, medical or otherwise, are their own experiences and should not be viewed as professional advice. See you next week, and remember, there is a solution.